Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? It's another Andor TV Talk. And I got to say, I love this week's episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We needed to get a little bit more Imperial, a little bit more Coruscanti, a little bit, ironically, less Andorian. <laughs> less, a, little, a little bit less Cassian. But honestly, with so much focus on kind of the rebel cells attack and kind of this big, you know, money grab that they did last week. Yeah, I, I was I was very eager to see how the Imperial world was going to react. What is the fallout from this? And man, OK, first of all, I think we got you, Lauren, in this. I, he was unnamed, but the dude that was leave, leading the ISB, that was the um that was that was Yularen, right? I think that's Admiral Yularen, who Anakin served with in the Clone Wars, and who we later see in A New Hope, uh, chilling out with Vader at the table, talking about how the Imperial Senate's been dissolved. So I think that's him. I could be wrong, but I I, I think it is. That notwithstanding, we did get a chance to see kind of the you know the this extreme like ripple effect that has happened because of such a not, not just like egregious but like massive like it, it is it is a massive splash in the imperial world it's trying to be contained they're trying to control the narrative but at the same time they realize something bigger is at play this was a message an announcement as was stated but the character i was really most looking forward to kind of spend some time with this week was mon mothma we talked about this earlier on in the series, but whenever you have a resistance or a rebellion or, you know, an insurgency, whatever you want to call it, whenever you have a movement like this, there has to be allies from every single layer of the system. You need people within the system, just like we saw kind of in a microcosm of the heist, right? Like you actually had somebody still on the Imperial payroll who was there working with the rebels, like who himself was still a rebel. And you also have like the hired guns and you also have kind of the, the political radicals. You have all of these people working together in order to effectively pull off what they need to do. They have a shared common goal at that moment, stealing the gold, but like they have a shared common goal. And regardless of where they find themselves right now, they're all working together to get it. In, in many respects, what's happening on a macro level is that with Mon Mothma. Not only is she part of like the Imperial machine, she is actually a senator. She's an Imperial senator who continues to stay in that role and not, you know, just detract from everybody else, despite the fact that she does have all these frivolities or, or whatever they said about like, you know, her charitable outreach to these, you know, uh, sympathetic separatists and that sort of deal. But I loved how we see this interaction between her and the banker when they talk about politics. And he's like, ah, you know, I don't think we should talk about politics. I don't think you can go where I can go. And she's like, <laughs> you don't you don't think I can go where you can go? I don't think you can go where I can go. You know what I mean? Like, I, I liked that. I liked the fact that we're seeing these kind of secretive, you know, almost like code con coded conversations that are happening at the highest forms of the imperial government and institutions. And it's funny because you see somebody like Mon Mothma, she sits in this place of privilege. She's got this very like, you know, beautiful home and she's got the perfect husband and the perfect daughter. I mean, you know, their own personalities and everything, but from the outside looking in, you know, she's got the, uh, you know, cocktail party going on and, and all of the perfectly placed place sets for like, what was it, like 20 people two episodes ago, and yet there's only three people living there? You know what I mean? Like, they got money. They're doing okay. And at the same time, she doesn't have access to her family's 
wealth, which she needs to drain in order to help fund the movement. And on top of that, because she is so close to the hub of power, the, she knows she's being investigated. She knows that her driver's not to be trusted. She knows that her husband's not to be trusted. She suspects her daughter might not be trusted. Like there is very much like a, a sitting on the edge, not conspiracy theorist, but like she's just very antsy. She's looking for spies under every single rock. But to be fair, there are actually spies under every single rock. She's justified in that paranoia. And I think that paranoia starts to rub off on us. Even as we spend some time with her at the party and she's opening up to this banker dude, I think that as an audience, we're kind of conditioned too to think Ooh, maybe don't trust him like maybe maybe this is a misdirect you know because everybody might be a misdirect same thing's going on with Cassian if we kick back over to him you know he's he's meeting up with his kind of mother figure and he wants to get her off the planet and she's being kind of coy about it and it's a little odd and I mean I gotta tell you at first even though I know she was ride or die for the rebels I was wondering if maybe the empire had got to her and like maybe she's like come back tomorrow because there's gonna be you know a whole bunch of imperial troops here but no she really is just ready to go full-on ride or die with the rebellion and we see some of the origins for this that her partner was captured by the empire he was it looks like he was hung outside in the streets clearly a devastating moment not just for the community there but also you know specifically for her and for cassian there's no love for the empire she's ready to be part of the movement she's ready to be activated and activating all of these people on the sidelines or who haven't you know who just you know they're waiting for that final straw that's what this is all about. We see that with Skarsgård's character, right? Like he's he's pushing the Empire in these like strategic movements so that they will push back so that the people will feel the weight so that they will recognize what has been placed upon them. You know, it's 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 a calculation. I love Skarsgård's character. I hope that we see more of him. I'm concerned that he's probably going to die in this series, which is unfortunate. You get the sense that he and Saw Gerrera would see very eye to eye. And I've got to wonder if perhaps they're actively already working together. He might have even been one of Sagarera's troops back in the day. You know, like it, it, it very well may have been the case. Sagarera, a character who has appeared obviously in Star Wars Rogue One, but was first introduced in the Clone Wars. We've also seen him in Rebels. He's a character that has existed in other media and has represented that kind of more radical portion of the rebellion that's willing to do what, you know, your standard traditional quote unquote good guys won't do because that's what's required. And we see that, you know, throughout. So Interesting stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing how that all kind of congeals and comes together. We do see that Cassian has been captured by the Empire and they are just literally just like printing warrants or printing like judgments. It's just a swipe. Oh, six months. Uh, I'm having a bad day. It's now six years. Boom. You're off to, you know, you're off to prison. The, the hammer is coming down hard. There is no place that Cassian can go to get away from the troubles of the empire. It doesn't matter how off putting the, the music change can be or how, look, it's a, you know, <laughs> it's California, but space California or wherever he's at. You know, it just doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to escape the empire. You're just going to be walking to go get a thing of milk and you're going to get arrested for six years. Fun seeing the K2SO droids. I, I don't know what their official thing is, but K2SO, of course, the uh, reprogrammed Imperial droid from Rogue One. Uh, you know, I don't think that was him specifically, but perhaps it's a tease that we may actually be seeing the you know, the K2 origin story in this as well, which I think many of us would love to see. That was, he was a favorite breakout character in that, in Rogue One. Although I don't know that you can really say that any character was a breakout character considering, you know, I, well, spoilers for Rogue One, but suffice to say that there's only going to be prequels for those characters. <laughs> 
All right, so that's my thoughts on this week's episode. Would love to hear yours. Loving this series. Absolutely loving this series and enjoying every single minute of it, especially now that we're kind of getting, you know, we started at the, the tip of the spear and now kind of the thrust. We're actually, you know, getting kind of the full force of what is happening as the rebellion is coming together, as the empire is having to deal with it. And I cannot wait to see more. Y'all, before I log out and finish up here, let me just go ahead and say that today, you heard at the beginning of this episode, I'm sure, but let me just reiterate it. Today, we launched the Kickstarter for The Pirate's Daughter, a new audio drama that we are hoping to put together and we need your help to make it happen. I'm very excited about the show. I've been working on this story for years. It's a larger project than anything that we've ever done at Pottery. It requires a larger cast. It requires more production. There's visual elements and so much more. We need your help. So head over right now to findeversale.com. 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 See, I said it three times. So that's the place to go. That's the place to go and, uh, and learn more about the project. Join us in this really fun adventure that we're trying to put together and help make it happen. That's going to do it for me for today, but don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.